0: You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport, W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. Uh, I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the out of way. And I believe I could have run behind you.
2: Martin, I can remember when we came to summer center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you work out in the weight room. But you, could pick up, you were strong to to pick up the whole weight room.
3: Good morning and welcome into the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. Also, Martin Houston Radio Network on via social media at Martin Houston fan page, Martin J. Houston. Personal Tide 109. Also, Alabama Tradition. Also, XO Sports. And we add D.C. Capstone Report into the conversation today. Also, you can check us out on YouTube if you want to go over there live and or play back at Martin Houston live and follow at Martin Houston three five on Twitter. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning. We're live, local and ready to get things going. So I want to remind you that this is a day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world Today, Uh, got a great show lined up for you. As I said, we'll be bringing DC in in just a moment. Also, we'll um, do a little uh, uh, recap from yesterday. Uh, As we were going off the air, we had an opportunity to begin the conversation around uh, Mr. Brian Robinson. So I thought that'd be a good thing. Any chance to get to talk about the local guys and how they're doing uh, at the next level. Uh, a couple of Bama guys getting released from the NFL uh, rosters. Uh, you can talk about that. Also, uh, you know, we'll dig in a little deeper into the final scrimmage. Got a few more. Um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we got a few more uh, notes from scrimmage. Um, do, does anything concern you uh, regarding this football team uh, with only 11 days to go? Uh, what, what, what's the big questions that still want to uh, want, want to see answered? Uh, have Bama answered all the questions thus far? So all of that more, we can do some true false if you want to. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that right now. So let's bring in X, X with XO sports, regular part, uh, of the Martin Houston show. Uh, good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, well, uh, it's, um, a Tuesday morning, had a little bit more time to talk a little bit more with people regarding the, um, the situation with, uh, scrimmage, um, had a few more questions or details come from, from a couple of people to talked to. So we can talk about that. Had some, uh, comments around, um, Tyler Steen, uh, and how he's doing and, uh, how different he's performing here versus what he was doing at, at Vanderbilt. So, we can get to all that. You got anything uh, pressing on your mind this morning?
4: Uh, Yeah, I mean, Alabama got a new commitment from Edric Hill, defensive tackle out of North Kansas, Missouri. Four-star, about 6'3", 285. Uh, I've heard people compare him to Quentin Williams just with his size and his ability to rush the passer from the inside. So I think that's a big commitment. And, pretty high praise for the young man coming out of Missouri.
3: Uh yeah, I mean if you coming out of high school being compared to Quentin Williams, uh potentially uh one of the, you know, top two or three dominant defensive linemen in the Nick Saban era, uh and had he <laughs> had he came back, uh There's no telling. You know, Quentin Williams were red-shirted, played a year a little bit, and then dominated the world his third year, something like that. That's kind of crazy. He might be the player who blew up the most in the shortest period of time of of anybody I think Nick Saban's had uh, that you just didn't see it coming. There's other guys that may have blew up on the scenes quickly, but I don't know if anybody from one year to the next would have had the meteoric rise that – um, that he had. So, uh, yeah, yeah it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. So, but, um, young man from, from Missouri, we'll, we'll, of course, break that down more as we get into the recruiting, uh, conversation with Hank South later on, uh, this week. Any, um, any, any other questions, uh, you had from, from this team, uh, we can talk about that. No, let's, let's actually talk about the B Robin, then we'll, We'll, we'll uh, transition to the Alabama conversation when we're at D.C. on. Um, you know, yesterday you were talking about, as we were going off the air, B-Rob potentially being uh, a um, – the RB1, BR1 being RB1. So, uh, you know, that, that, that'd be pretty pretty neat uh, to see that happen. Uh, are you surprised by that at, at all?
4: Uh, I'm a little surprised. Uh, Antonio Gibson has done some good things since he's been in the NFL, but his biggest issue has been putting the ball on the ground. And as a running back, you know, that's just one thing you cannot do, especially on a consistent basis. So seeing that he still continued that trend throughout training camp, you know, b able to come in and make some noise, you know, his hard nose running style and just making sure he keeps the ball off the ground seems to be part of the biggest reason this is been making news. Yeah.
3: yeah, I guess the question becomes: In did, did what's the name? Did, did he lose it, or B. Rob earn it, or a combination? Therefore, there for, or, uh, a combination of the two. But when you look at B. Rob and you look at this year's uh, football season, um, we um, we talked a little bit about. You know this running back room is deep it's stout but it doesn't have in my opinion that that b rob factor uh may not matter uh this year um, because actually when you look at uh look at it b rob with that hard nose runner wasn't gonna necessarily break a lot of long pretty loose elusive, elusive runs but he was going to get you those tough yards uh so um, pre, pre, pretty impactful player uh, Just got to note that we um, We actually have a Commander's fan uh, That's interning with us today uh, Let's see if, um, if If he has any Mason uh, Does, does our, our intern have any comments on B-Rob? And I know he's probably followed it a little closer than we have Before we get to Greg from Alabaster
4: Yeah, let me get my guy Aiden in here And give his, uh, give his take on the situation
3: so, Martin, it's, it's, it's a situation,
0: like you said, of, you know, to some degree, B-Rob has earned it. To some degree, Antonio Gibson lost it. Um, from the start of training camp, B-Rob and Antonio Gibson have been splitting first-team reps, which isn't all that surprising when you got a rookie running back you want to work out and you got a veteran that you want to keep healthy. But Gibbs, or B-Rob has been consistently outperforming Gibson in camp, and Ron Rivera likes that hard-nosed, straight-up-the-middle style of running. So when second play of scrimmage, his second touch – or not second play of scrimmage. His second touch of the preseason, Gibson fumbled deep in the commander's own territory. It was B-Rob from there on out, and he kind of hasn't oh. looked
3: back. It's going to be B-Rob starting day one. Oh, wow. That is – that for all of us Tuscaloosa folks that, that watch B-Rob, he's one of those good stories, man. Of He stuck it out. He's behind a couple superstars, waited his turn. Um, and and it paid off. Uh, for him coming back uh, for that extra year, and so kudos to B. Rob, local kid, doing right now. Let's just hope he finishes out strong. And hey, listen, with his running style, and and, and you like you, know, you said, sometimes it's all about the matchup. Uh, I, I look at um, you know this is a sidebar coming. Lamar uh, Jackson. Uh, I love what what's his name did. Uh, Harbaugh did at Baltimore. He simply said, "This guy has major talent. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna find an offensive coordinator who can put a scheme together around him." That's why Lamar Jackson has has thrived so much is they hadn't tried to make him some other quarterback. And uh, B. Rob Mel landed in the perfect place with Rivera because of his style uh, and and his kind of mentality, heart, knows uh, mentality that he has as a coach. So, uh, kudos to, to B Rob and, uh, the commanders, at, uh, Alabama, what would that be Alabama Northeast, uh, <laughs> as far as the commanders <laughs> go. <laughs> so, all right, let's bring in. Th- thanks for that update, man. That's awesome to hear. Hey, let's bring in Greg from Alabaster You are with the Martin Houston show, Martin and Xavier, what's on your mind, sir? Uh, good morning. I,
5: I want to give kudos to, to uh, B Rob as well. Uh, not the flashiest guy in the world, but what he does is a solid job in the NFL. You know how how many guys make you know break off big runs. You, you want the guys going hold on the ball, get you positive yards, and, and and get you in controllable situations, and that that's what he does.
3: Yep, absolutely.
5: Uh, all right, you was asking about uh, any concerns for you know the, this year's team. Uh, yes. My two my two concerns is you know it looks like the offensive line has come along so I'm 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 holding judgment on it but the two that I'm I'm still going to hold out and and see how the games turn out. uh, One is the middle part of the defensive line because we've been gashed up you know run you know having run up the middle way too much last couple of years. See how that turns out. But the biggest concern I've got is with the injuries, especially on the corners. How good a shape are those guys in, or, and are they really ready to play? Because what concerns me is you circle Austin, and you know um, we know Sark is going to try, you know, try them. You know, it's going to be a more than likely a hot day in you know second week of the season. You know, how good a shape are they in, and you know, I, I think that may play a play a part of that, just because of uh, if we can't get on, on top of them early. And uh, kind of you know kill their will. Uh, if that game kind of drags on, that that's one area that does concern me. Although I do know our guys are extremely talented.
3: Yeah, um, and, and we'll we'll dig a little deeper into it, Greg, on the other side. But I will comment and let Xavier comment before we go to break here. X, uh, hey, so I'll let you go first if you have any comments on that, and we'll dig a little deeper on it on the other side because you hit a couple things I, I want to address. Yeah, I, I think the depths
4: are going to be okay. Uh, Kyrie was able to get back and practice the last couple of days of last week and practice the majority of this uh, scrimmage from what Coach Saban said. And he said that Eli could have practiced, but he just held him out for safety reasons and he should be back in practice today.
3: So that, that addresses some of the concern, but it still could be a point of concern. Uh, and then, the, <clears throat> excuse me, then the other uh thing that you mentioned was the the middle of the defensive line. Uh, some interesting things happened in scrimmage a little bit on Saturday. and We'll talk a little bit about that on the other side. There was a, 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 a surprise guy, maybe a surprise guy, ran some, got some one reps, uh, number one reps. And we'll talk about him on the other side as well. Uh, and uh, there's a couple other questions that I have. But here's the thing. And, and, and guys, you guys can comment on this on the other side. Sark has what I think most people are projecting as the number one back in the nation. Would y'all agree with that? Yes. But Sark has never shown himself, uh, since he's been the man uh, as the head coach, that he's willing to, to, to run and stick with the ball. He never showed that with Alabama, right? Uh especially when you go back to the even the national championship game when when Bo went down, it was almost like he lost his mind and forgot he had Damian Harris, who was the leading rusher that year, and had started all but a couple games. Um, he, he, I don't know that he will be disciplined enough to take advantage, even if the middle of our line was a problem. I don't know if Sark's disciplined enough to, to do that. Um and take advantage of it. I think he still may want to pass it. I'm going to let you guys come in on that on the other side. You listen to the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9. Coming back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation as we add DC, DC Capstone Report into the conversation. Tide 100.9, Traffic.
1: From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we've already got a couple of wrecks on the interstate. One 2059 westbound near the Buttermilk Road exit. Another on 2059 eastbound at the Skyland exit. If you see other conditions, give me a call. If you need a new vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, the home of a lifetime powertrain warranty. I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather.
0: Cloudy at times with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms today and tonight. The high today 81, tonight's low 68 tomorrow and Thursday, a mix of sun and clouds both days with scattered showers and storms, highs between 85 and 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 weather center on tide. 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
3: Scott Smith and Softmark design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas. They'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com.
0: Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Dama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
3: back into the martin houston show With martin and Xavier, we're now adding dc dc capstone report to the conversation good morning dc how you doing sir
2: martin how are you doing, next, doing this morning doing well doing, doing well.
3: good all right uh a little review from the, the weekend dc what was your biggest takeaway from uh this uh past weekend's uh, final scrimmage of the year
2: well, I think uh, biggest takeaway overall was the uh, the consistent play of the first teams. I think uh, uh, I think they got the message between the uh, scrimmages, and I think it was a time where you try to see uh, more and more of your playmakers who's gonna, who's got a chance to create a role for themselves in the in the in the season. And I think that Coach Saban really was uh, pleased with what the ones were able to do both, both sides of the ball. Uh, so I think that was the biggest takeaway. Uh, second biggest takeaway was just the contrast of that, and, and how far it seems the second teamers were away from being consistent. And I think that's a lot that they got to work on still.
3: Yeah, and I always, I always have, have always have a little bit of question when when I hear inconsistent um, and, and consistency. Uh, because I always wonder, okay, are they grading D.C. on ones against ones or ones versus twos, twos versus ones, which is a huge difference. I mean, you have to think uh, uh, Will Anderson and, and Dallas Turner off the corner um, could create enough inconsistency on in the offensive line uh, that the, the quarterback play would, would suffer, the running back play would suffer, Uh, So I always have a little bit of a question there, and I always know Saban never makes a distinguishing uh, statement between that, but in the years times I've been at scrimmages and go, okay, when the ones against ones uh, were going, it was really, really good, and twos against twos are pretty good, but good gracious, there's a big gap between ones and twos uh, as a whole, so I I don't know which one, one it is this year, but uh, it's good to hear that at least the warns are are playing consistent.
2: Yeah, I think so too. Especially hearing that from a coach who has a tendency to uh, you know accentuate the positives when they're not doing so good, and and then uh, get on them pretty heavy uh, uh, when they're uh, when they're doing good, but trying to keep them uh, grounded. And I I really think that in this situation you got uh, you got where the coach is really pleased with his warns and wants his twos to make that leap. I mean, I'm not saying, I, he never said they were horrible, I just said consistent. So I think they're still making plays that allow uh, other, uh, you know, uh, allow big plays and, and drop balls and, and uh, just not really knowing the playbook. I think that's where he finds his inconsistency is. If, if he knew the playbook and was able to execute the plays, I think it all comes down to uh, polished execution. I think that's what he considers to be inconsistent. It's good sometimes and not good other
3: times. X? Uh,
4: Yeah, I mean, D.C. hit it on the head when you look at just the improvement that the ones made and still a little inconsistency. But uh, I I like to hear about the guys that were making plays. Uh, Treshawn Holden seems to be coming on strong and taking advantage of an opportunity to get on the field. We still don't know what the shakeup's gonna be when it comes to the wide receiver room. Kobe Prentice has made a lot of noise as well. Uh he talked about Gibbs having a big uh, big day, uh having almost sixty yards on just a few carries. So I'm just I'm glad to hear that the offense as a whole is coming around with as much as Alabama's having to replace.
3: Uh absolutely good. Um, you know, uh the the biggest thing when you look at um, the, the scrimmage, and, of course, this is me p- being devil's advocate, of course, guys, uh, making us think, because what you have to be careful of not to get too hype or not to get too low, right? So the question becomes, uh, is, uh, is is Trayshun and Kobe Prentice playing at an extremely high level? Or have they taken advantage of the fact that, uh, uh, once again, wh- where have we ha- seen some issues in terms of depth? Uh, potentially our, our, our first and second, or at least our two of our top three uh, DBs are out, um, and which probably means that Terry on Arnold uh, is probably our fourth DB, but he's probably Kool-Aid's backup uh, because I think those two guys – from what I've seen, uh Kyrie and uh Eli both have been playing the same corner position, uh kind of b- backing each other up. So uh how 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 good do you feel about is Trae and Kobe stepping up versus you know, having concerns over D B play?
2: Well I, I think uh, uh I'm I'm not concerned as much by the D B play because I, I I think that it was consistently good from the ones. I think one of what I heard from the scrimmage, that Treshawn Holden stepped up and really stepped up and has and taken a lot of the reps that uh, JoJo Earl had gotten. And he seized he his opportunity. And he made catches against the ones, but he also made some big plays against the twos. One of his largest, longest touchdown passes was against on Arnold. But uh, it was a... It was a, uh, a individual play move that Treshawn Holden made and uh, that really, uh, you know, broke off the route in in a way that uh, Terry Arnold blew the coverage. Not that he didn't know what to do, just as an individual one-on-one play. And Terry Arnold learned from that, and Treshawn Holden gained confidence in that. So I see that as a positive.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, if he's making plays I think it's a good thing, but uh, from what from what DC said and what I've heard is that it was plays against the ones, plays against the twos, and uh, the, that JoJo Earl spot is the spot that's up for grabs, really. And you're getting two different types of players uh, really competing for those reps with Kobe and, and Trey Shawn. Trey Shawn more the big physical. Uh, I guess you would consider him a Cooper Cup type body wise, six three, over two hundred and ten pounds. And Kobe's more closer to to Earl as far as size. He's still a little bit bigger, but just two different types of skill sets at that position.
3: Yeah, and we and, and and like I said, I was playing devil's advocate there, guys. Just uh, you know, for us to dig a little deeper into to what we're seeing, and and I, I will say even before the injury. Uh, One of those guys was popping before the injury, before JoJo Earl's injury, before uh, the DB's injury, and that's Kobe Prentice. They said this guy, from the time he stepped on the field, has played like he belongs. Uh, We weren't talking about him a lot. We mentioned his name, but they said this guy would have been that guy regardless of injuries, okay, Uh, from what I I heard again, and it was reiterated yesterday, he is – Absolutely lighting it up. If he's not that next wide receiver kind of freshman, you know, every year we've had kind of a freshman step up except for last year, uh, even when you had all of your guys, and they say Kobe is that guy. Uh, so so kudos to him. Um, and then to your point, Treshawn is taking advantage of an opportunity that, has presented his itself uh to him and he's taking full advantage of it in terms of uh making the plays against ones and twos because he has been consistent is the word that that, that i've used since he's gotten his opportunity he's been consistent uh who do you guys think is going to be that first three to four guys that run out there uh uh game one dc
2: well, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, uh, Trey Burton has been, uh, talked about a lot. I think he's got a lot of confidence in the coach's staff, has a lot of confidence in him. He's gained a lot of confidence in his, in his uh, teammates. So I think he's your first uh, wide receiver, uh, that'll run out there. I think, uh, Jacory Brooks is, is probably proving himself. He'll be one of them. Uh, I, I see, uh, Tayshaun Holden and Kobe Prentice, uh, playing, uh, Behind them, uh, probably Tyler Harrell, uh, maybe having maybe a, a niche for himself, creating some uh, when they go downfield, taking the top off defense. So, you know I, I, yeah. I look for those players probably to step up and play the most. And there could be somebody else out there. I think Shaz Preston's name has been uh, mentioned. I think Aaron Anderson, before he had a little injury that's got to set him back, uh, made some headway as well. So there could be could be a few wide receivers that are in the mix. Uh, and interchangeable
3: over this year. Yeah, absolutely. X, you got anybody different in that that first rotation?
4: Uh, not really. I, I think you see uh, Burton and uh, Brooks on the outside and then just kind of how things uh, work as uh, fall camp winds down. If it's going to be Prentice, if it's going to be Holden in that slot. And, as you said, Harold's going to carve out a niche role being the take the top off guy and then all these freshmen behind them. Man, it, it can be exciting when you look at the wide receiver room. And I think you'll see a little bit more diversity in the way that these guys are played this year than last year.
3: Yes. You're listening to the Martin Houston show. We have DC, DC capstone report. You can find DC capstone report.com um, or DC capstone report on Facebook. Coming back on the other side, we'll continue to look uh, inside the Alabama Crimson Tide offense, asking a couple questions. We'll go back. Okay, we will uh, pick up with Greg's question. Greg from Alabaster asking about. Said he has questions about the middle of the defensive line. Has questions about the cornerbacks, um, and we can also talk about a, a. Do you have any other questions or concerns? And. Do the wide receivers and the running backs need to be ready to step up uh, in case one question mark I still have uh, regarding the offense? Uh, Will a running back step up? Will a wide receiver step up? Or will that position group step up? We'll talk about that on the other side. And, oh, yeah, by the way, guys, when it's one versus one or one versus two, when a college kid that has talent like a Trayshon Holden, or these other guys uh, do well, their confident gr- confidence grows. And most of the time, when it, you look at the talent level that Alabama recruits, it's not about the talent. It's about the confidence and the consistency. And that's what Treshaun Hold- Trey Holden is developing, regardless of who's he having that success against. And therefore, I think he's going to be an important part of this year's Alabama Crimson Tide. We'll continue to break it down right here on your home for Alabama Sports Tide 100.9. This is a
0: Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update.
5: I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Four-star defensive lineman Edric Hill has committed to the Crimson Tide. Hill is the 21st commit of the class of 2023 and adds defensive depth to an already top recruiting class in the nation. The Alabama softball team has announced an eight-game fall schedule that kicks off in October. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young is on the 2022 Manning Award watch list.
0: This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9
1: traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we already got a couple of wrecks on the interstate. One 2059 westbound near the Buttermilk Road exit. Another on 2059 eastbound at the Skyland exit. If you see other conditions, give me a call. If you need a new vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. They're your
3: hometown dealer, the home of a lifetime powertrain warranty. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99 going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com as peptalks35.com or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring.
0: It's time for the Martin Houston Show. With the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game, Martin will take you inside the room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis.
2: You want to be a part of supporting a great organization that supports other great
3: organizations and supports the community? then you need to visit alabamaonefoundation.org to find out more information about Alabama One Aspire Foundation. We're one together where we're impacting our community uh, by doing things in our schools, financial wellness seminars, Matt City Money, uh, working with elementary, middle school, and high school students, as well as working in our community to bring about financial wellness. Uh, Also doing uh, CPR classes uh, and certification, uh, Bridge Builders Conference, so much more. So go to Alabama One Aspire Foundation, find out more about what all Alabama One is doing outside of the credit union to better serve the communities we're involved with. And you can also support our efforts and initiatives by clicking donate now, we want to thank you for your support in advance. That's Alabama One Aspire Foundation. You can find it online at alabamaonefoundation.org. All right, guys, we're back in at it right here on the Martin Houston Show. Uh, guys, um, got DC, got X, got Mason uh, behind the glass. It is uh, a lot to talk about, uh, guys. And, and from the scrimmage, uh, one of the questions that um, – Uh, came up or one of the interesting things I found out uh, or heard about was regarding the D-line. And of course, uh, get your thoughts on Greg's comments. He said he's worried about the middle of the defensive line. Now – Curtis uh, Lewis is already coming. He's not a big DJ Dale, uh, uh, DJ uh, Dale fan. He said, as long as DJ Fluffy isn't playing the middle of the defensive line, it's five. So, uh, speaking of that defensive line, um, the the what's your thoughts, questions, comments on that? Well, um, you
2: know, I I don't share Kurt, Curtis's uh, opinion of DJ Dale uh, simply because I've heard so much uh, coming out of the uh, these scrimmages this year, in the coaching staff, about the, the positive uh, change he's made in his leadership and his play, and I am not, uh, I'm, I'm not worried about the middle of defensive line. As a matter of fact, I, on the podcast this week, I talked about this could be the deepest defensive middle of the line that Alabama's had in quite some time. And you remember the days where we had such a great. Uh, defensive line uh, first, second, and third team that you could interchange them, and you didn't have any drop off. And I think that's another uh, thing that we've been missing in the past. And one reason our defensive line is gashed so many times is we don't, we didn't have anybody in the behind them at the same level of play uh, to give them the rest. And I think this year you're going to see that same kind of defense where Alabama can interchange and play. And, a matter of fact, the third team defensive middle line might be better than the first team because the competition has elevated everybody's play in this. And I think uh, D.J. Dale, Tim Smith, Jamil Burroughs, and and uh, Jaheem Otis, who has uh, really come on as a freshman, who I actually heard players talk about that it takes two people to move him, and they're just amazed at what he can do as a freshman on this field.
4: So uh, I'm excited about the middle of the defensive line. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited about what the defensive front is going to be able to bring to the table. And as much as Curtis doesn't like D.J., nobody has beaten them out. They've had four years to do it. And nobody seems to be better than him at doing everything. There might be a better pass rusher. There might be a better run stopper. But as a complete player, nobody's been able to take that job going on for years.
3: Yeah, DJ Dale is, has been the man, and DJ Dale, I, I, I will say this about our defensive line, first of all, overall, and you guys can respond to it, but I don't know that we have a Quinnen Williams yet. I don't know if we have a, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Allen, uh, but I think we got a bunch of Barrymore's, <laughs> uh, if, if, if that makes sense. Uh, I don't know that we have anybody at, that, at the very top end but I think the, the, the ceiling may be a little bit lower, but I think the floor on the group of guys that play is just unbelievable. As you said, I don't even know who the name as who the starters would be because Jamil Burrow proved himself to be, you know, a playmaker when he was in. Uh, DJ Dale has been the starter. Justin Borgby has played winning football. You have uh, – Tim Smith winning football championship level football. I should say about these guys instead of just winning a guy that we don't talk about a lot about, but he just, when I, I love to watch him play is Byron young. So that's, that's the guys who, who right there, if you just had those guys going to battle with you, you probably feel pretty good, but don't forget about the young freshman, uh, red shirt, freshman, Damon Payne, Jr. And Quan Barnes, uh, uh, in, in terms of those guys, uh, and then uh, don't get forget about the, the local kid from Pickens County who made noise last spring. Uh, did not get into the rotation as a sophomore. Jamarian J- J- Latham, uh, playmaker, Munkil Goodwine, Tim Keenan, and Curtis Perry—all guys who could make some noise. But to DC's point, guys, uh, Oates isn't running thirteen. Um, he, he comes out with the third team, but he also gets first team reps, FYI. Um, and, and, uh, and so when he's getting those first team reps, he's usually getting first team reps when it's one-on-one. Uh, so, uh, and as you said, DC, they're saying that this young man, uh, is a beast. You take an athletic 400 pounder, drop him down, lose a little weight, get him in shape. And he kept all of his strength. Um, it, it, that's a that's a that's a bad man, as they say. So, he may be our breakout player. Uh, who do you all think is going to be that guy this year? Because every year, uh, going back to Jonathan Allen, it always seems that we have one guy that kind of shown a little bit of flash and then just explodes to the season.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking that Gene Motors has the has the chance to be the be the man this year. Uh, I think just because they, they've they already recognized that name and have carved a place out for him to participate with the ones, that's pretty much unheard of. And this late in fall camp for a freshman, unless he's going to contribute. So I think he's got the chance to be the breakout guy. that We haven't heard of him before. And there's a lot. You just mentioned a whole lot of people I didn't mention, Martin. And that just goes to show you about the depth of this defensive line.
3: Yeah. I, I, like I said, I think that – I don't think that we have – uh like I said I don't think we have a Quentin Williams yet I don't know if we have a Jonathan Allen yet but I think we got a whole room full of uh Barrymore's who who uh you know uh was still even though he didn't go in the first round was still one of the top defensive linemen taken last year uh <laughs> I mean uh uh when he went out in the draft uh so it's um uh, it's it's gonna be interesting to see to watch this this team. Any thoughts on that, X?
4: Gene Otis is an absolute animal and I to me he's been the <laughs> it's crazy to say this. To me he's probably the most impressive player uh that I've seen so far on this team just because of where he was to where he is now and his ability to come in and move up the depth chart. And as you said, to lose what almost 70, 80 pounds, and still be a bull and stronger than an ox, that's very impressive, especially at this age.
3: Yeah, that, and that's what I think we, we, I can't wait to see is he was already athletic and a playmaker, you know, as a big man. But now he can do it consistently for a longer period of time. <clears throat> and and that, that's what what he's adding uh, Curtis said oats is everything DJ feet isn't <laughs> so like I said uh, we, we, we'll continue the conversation guys uh, I want you to tell me what your biggest question mark or what your surprise is or what your question is coming back on the other side each one of you get to take a topic you tell me what you want to talk we'll start with you DC and then we'll come to UX and, and uh, whatever whatever way then I have uh, something I've heard that we may end up kicking that conversation down the road. But one other exciting piece of news uh, that I heard from the scrimmage. We'll talk more about it right here on the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier with guest DC, DC Capstone Report.
1: Tie 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we already got a couple of wrecks on the interstate. One 2059 westbound near the Buttermilk Road exit. Another on 2059 eastbound at the Skyland exit. If you see other conditions, give me a call. If you need a new vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, the home of a lifetime powertrain warranty. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. Periods of heavy rainfall possible today and tonight all across West Alabama. According to ABC 3340 meteorologist Taylor Sorello, she tells us all roads are wet and dangerous this morning as you head out. So be very careful. There's some localized ponding in the area. Localized flooding may occur during the day-to-day in spots all across West Alabama. Click Tuscaloosathread.com for more
3: news, sports, and weather coverage 24 hours a day. It's free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom-sized stone or or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you're telling that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Carving at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Carving LLC.
0: Of Bama Sports, your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide one hundred point nine and streaming on the Tide one hundred point nine app.
2: Taco
3: pasta, taco pasta. Go choose taco pasta today for your lunch needs. Lunch and our dinner, that's Taco Casa, quality, taste, and value on the biggest cactus in town. Go check them out, uh, and they'll take care of you. We got DC, DC Capstone Report, uh, and X's and O Sports, Xavier Houston, who is a regular part of the Martin Houston Show. DC, tell them real quick where they can find you and what you got going on, as well as tell, uh, kind of get that question out there of... uh, uh, whatever, you can go question, you can go concern, you can go what you saw, whatever uh, topic you want to take, take it, wherever you want to take it.
2: Well, it's DC, DC Capstone com, DC Capstone Report Facebook page. You can follow me on Twitter at DavidCott50. We got our podcast up already, Lance and I do. It's up on the site. You can check out our review of the second scrimmage where we talked about some of the things we talked about today. My uh, question mark coming in is the tight end position. Uh, is Cameron Latou going to come back and able to contribute like he did last year from his injury? Is there someone else other than Robbie Oates going to step up? Where's those Where are those touches going to come from? Or the question I have, if they don't, will the, or has, the, has the coaching staff decided to replace those touches with touches for Jameer Gibbs out of the backfield, and will that even ignite the offense greater? So uh, that's kind of where I'm looking for that area in, the, in tight end slash where those touches are going to go to if you don't go to the tight end.
3: Yeah, and uh, I had I had the, the same question earlier when I was talking about the rotation and uh, what wide receiver, will we go four wides uh, a little bit more because of the lack of tight end uh, play potentially? Um, I've heard not black is, is a player. Uh, he just has a learning curve. Uh, and uh, Latu is supposed to be back, uh, expected to be back, but you know, will he be effective after... You know, ten, eleven days of of preparation. Um, how, for, how far he comes back from the injury is the question. So I, I kind of see that same same scenario as well. X.
4: Yeah, I, I want to go a little away from this on football to look at the way that coaches still have too much control over these players and and where they can go and move forward with their careers. Of course, we know. A lot of people know Brew McCoy. He's kind of bounced around a bunch of times and things of that nature. He was at USC to Texas, back to USC. But now he's at Tennessee. And USC is essentially refusing to give him his release so he can go and play for the Tennessee Volunteers this year. And it's just one of those things to me that just still doesn't sit right. You look at Lincoln Riley and how he left to go to USC, and then he's coached. Coached, tra- allow guys to transfer in and things of that nature, but he's refusing to let a kid take an opportunity that could be the best for him. And that's just so, something that still so doesn't talk, fit right with So talk him.
3: about Brew Brew McCoy's uh, journey again.
4: He's he enro- He committed to USC, but didn't enroll. Ended up at Texas. Transferred this
3: back. this year. No, no, that's no, no. no this- not, not. Oh, okay.
4: Okay. No, no, he's going. I think he's a redshirt sophomore, uh, or or, jun- or he's a g- redshirt junior. But he he was at Texas, got sick, wasn't able to play, redshirted. Then he transferred out to USC. I think he was there for two years, and now he's at uh, Tennessee. And USC won't release him. When did
3: he? When did he leave USC? When did he make the the the? This definition? spring, huh? This spring. Okay, and and, and I, I I agree. I don't like coaches having ultimate control, but also uh, yeah, you, you had to ask yourself. These kids had a couple different chances, and I'm not defending because I don't know the whole story. That's why I was trying to get enough backstory. I would love to have seen what the conversation was. Uh, between him and um, um, Lincoln Riley. Because sometimes coaches come in and say, hey, okay, here's the deal. You're going to commit here to stay here for a year or whatever. And if you don't, I'm not going to release you. Uh, or you can leave now. I don't know if – you see what I'm saying? So so some of it could be, especially since you're saying this kid's committed and then he left and then he committed and now he's at another place. So he's been committed to, to – to, to, to one school, gone to two others, uh, and now he's at his third school. So so some of it could be the coaches it may have seen that was his kind of uh, M.O., and he may have put some stipulations in there. I don't know that, X, uh, but I agree with you on one side of, uh, you know, these coaches are free to go um, and, and free to leave, so the players should be. Uh, I just wonder if they're – because that kind of seems strange being the fact that That he had, he, he benefited from transfers as much as any coach in the history of college football. I mean, all three of his, uh, uh, quarterbacks that, that won for him were all transfers. He, I don't think he's recruited a quarterback yet.
4: Yeah. I mean, Kyler, Baker, uh, and and, and Jalen. I mean, I just, It just doesn't fit right with me in the grand scheme of things when coaches still have the ability to leave with no repercussions, essentially. But now you got a situation. And the fact that Lincoln Riley has taken in how many transfers this year, Uh, 15, 16 guys that are going to be able to help and contribute to his team that yeah, why, now, not why let, that let story and do it. see if
3: something else comes up. That's that's an interesting that's an interesting story, especially in today's culture and climate. I, I don't see where Lincoln thinks he's going to win that. Do you see any thoughts from you?
2: No, I, I just I'd like to know the backstory a little more to see what you said. I I don't understand how he would be able to be so. Are the are the, or the uh, you know USC would be able to be so rigid unless there was something more to it? It just doesn't make
3: sense to me. That, that's what I'm struggling with. It's like, this doesn't make sense. Especially, it didn't make sense to me when, even when we fought to let guys go. Uh, but, but to, to, to you know, uh, I got it back then. But now, in today's culture, I don't even see how you fight it. Uh, D.C., I'm going to let you, we're going to talk about it tomorrow, but I'll, I'll get your thoughts on, uh, have you heard, uh, what are you hearing about Tyler Steen?
2: Well, I've heard a lot of good things about him. I think that uh, people are impressed with the, the, the way he's played at Alabama as, a, as what he played at, at Vanderbilt. And uh, what I've heard is that he's, he's, he has uh, risen uh, to the competition.
3: You Have any? Have you heard anything on Tyler? Because that's what We'll talk a little bit about the Alabama effect on tomorrow, but you have anything?
4: Yeah. Uh, no, I've heard nothing but good things about Tyler and his performance since he's been here, and he seems to have really locked down that
3: left tackle spot. Yeah, D.C., uh, to your point, uh, from a person within the Vanderbilt organization, they they said... He has a skill set. He probably projects to the NFL as a guard, but he's, he's played left tackle for a while, uh, and that he will he will probably be drafted as a, as a guard and played at that level. But he always had the skill set, but he struggled with consistency. And the question I have, and I'll let you respond really quick, DC, has the has the consistency of the level of play around Alabama. He was never threatened to be beaten out, and he didn't have somebody pushing that would embarrass him uh, that made him play consistent at Vanderbilt. Uh, and is that the Bama effect? And we'll talk more about that on tomorrow. Closing thoughts from UDC. Well,
2: I think that is the Bama effect. One thing I heard from him, he said, he said this from his own lips, was what's the, what's the thing you know is different Alabama. And he said competitive, competitive, what's expectations? I don't think they were, no so no set high for him here, and he, he's raising up to it. My closing thought would be this. I heard an NFL executive this uh, two weeks ago say this, and I want to get y'all's thoughts about the rest of the success of the week. Is he predicts that all five of our bounce, five of our bombs defensive backs go in the first round, uh, based on his, his assessment of them. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good if that happens. Hey, that'd be pretty good.
3: Yeah, woo! You talking about the at, at, when it's your time to be drafted, uh, all five go first round. You're
2: talking about this year,
3: all five from this year.
2: He's talking about five defensive backs from Alabama's back defensive backfields going first round this year. Oh wow! He's uh, throwing Eli uh, Ricks yeah. in there as, a, as one of the five.
3: Yeah, oh, I knew who, yeah, I, I see, I see. Well, we, yeah, we may have to break that down. That's an interesting conversation, D.C. <laughs> He's
2: talking about right. his five, his five-year name was DeMarco Hellams, uh, Jordan Battle, Eli Ricks, Brian Branch, and Malachi Moore. Wow. All
3: right. Hey, that's worth the conversation. We'll pick it up on tomorrow. That's D.C., D.C. Capstone Report report.com X is in O Sports on all the social media outlets. I'm Martin Houston. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. May not you don't understand all your ways acknowledging him he will direct the past. Roll tide out there, everybody. Catch you on tomorrow.